This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is I Can't Help You If. Today I'm going to share with you how you know if you are not someone that I can work with. And if I can't work with you, I'm going to guess no one else can either. Let me explain what I'm talking about. So the, the entire premise for this episode came to me while I am working out. And as you may or may not know, I box every morning. And I'm, I'm making some shifts and some pattern changes, trying some new things. Right, I'm realizing from my, my trip down to Costa Rica to Rhythmia, the Life Advancement Center, that what I have been doing does not completely serve me in the way that I am capable of serving. That the idea of getting up in the morning and doing all my things and then going to the boxing gym and then changing and then going to another gym and lifting, I'm really bastardizing the best part of my day. Like that, that decision fatigue that I've spoken about so often is a real thing. And I'm doing all these different things in the morning before 1030 and I'm really slowing down my productivity. And this comes to me from the plant-based medicine. This comes to me from how the structure is set up at the resort. This comes from a lot of different ways. And so I'm still getting up early in the morning. Right? I'm, I still, you know, 4.45, the alarm clock goes off. I have no problem getting out of bed. I actually love getting out of bed now. Do all the normal things that I, I share that I do. I'm switching a little bit around where I'm doing some steel mace training in my house in the morning. Right Outside as the sun comes up, no shirt on, getting some of that natural red light. I fully realize before you jump on the bandwagon of you can't do that every day. There's days it's going to be raining. It's not going to work. There's days it's going to be too cold outside. It's not going to work. But right now it's it's May in Columbus, Ohio, and I certainly can make it work. I'm actually picking up a an old deep freezer right for the garage to start then altering back and forth between hot and cold in a, in a more intense manner than simply the hot and cold shower, right? So I've made some changes. These things are being implemented very, very quickly, right? I've been back from Rhythmia for two days. I'm at the boxing gym this morning, and there's a man that I have been coaching that is supposed to meet me at the gym, right? We've had a conversation. I told him, look, like you come along. We'll, we'll figure out how that all works, but if I can hold you accountable and things will be better, for you, if you are held accountable, then by all means, come train with me. And I'm certainly not punching him in the face or anything like that. He, he's a guy that's looking to expand his capacity and needs some additional accountability. And I love it, right? Why wouldn't I want to do that? But it dawns on me as I'm getting a text message 20 minutes into when the training session starts asking if I am going to be boxing which I have already covered with him one-on-one -on -one the day before and two days before that I would in fact be at the gym, that I can't help you if you are lazy. I just can't. The energy and effort that I pour into a client and, and the amount of stress that I internally decide to hold on to that I take from you as a potential client I can't take that if you're not willing to take some of the burden yourself. Now, I would also say from my, my standpoint, my ideology, that no one is inherently lazy. Right? There's something that went on in life 
more than likely when you were young, I don't even have to say more than likely, there's something that happened when, when this man was young that he didn't have to figure things out enough for himself. Someone always came and bailed him out. And so now it's like he just kind of floats, right? There's no massive honoring of commitments. And really, it's not even the commitment to me. It's the commitment to himself because I'm there, right? And here I am, a 35-year-old married man with a kid and bills and coaching business. I got all this stuff, right? And I'm sure you have stuff yourself. We all have things. This man's a little bit younger, right, in his mid-20s, lives at home, and, right, he's still trying to find his way. And I realize the bleeding heart side of me wants to help everybody. Like, it's just what I want. I want, want you as you're listening to know that I have the things that will catapult your life in a new direction. I have it because I'm, I've implemented them myself now for more than two years, and I see how different my life is than it's ever been before. I have it because I've got 70, 80, 90, 100 plus one-on-one clients or group clients that are all seeing massive changes to how they operate. I've got it because I decided to indoctrinate people into what it is that I do through a micro-commitment of a 10-day challenge. That 10-day challenge is evergreen, meaning it will always be there. Like If you ever wanted to consider working with me, or you just want some health habits and tips and tricks and some ways to sequentially add value to your life, I created a 10-day challenge that has a five- or six-day email sequence leading into it. There are 10 days of very strategic, very tactical training things. I actually shot another five videos on the backside, right? So it's really a total of 15 days that I call it a 10-day challenge. And it's 1997, right? It's it's 20 bucks. And I have 100-plus people in the group, and all of them are doing these things. And see, like, they're waking up to themselves. They're not waking up to me. Now, I hold them accountable because we're in a group and there's power in numbers. So when people see each other posting and I have them doing things very sequentially, it's like the momentum just keeps building and everybody's cheering each other on. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world to see for a simple $20 investment. And new people are coming into the fold all the time and, and signing up. And they're instantly brought into this, this world, right? So they instantly feel the energy of the group. And it's beautiful. It's so impactful. The whole adage of together everyone achieves more or accomplishes more, team, if you will, is a real thing. And so maybe you're one of the ones that feels like you're playing the game of life alone and you're tired of it. I get it. You're not designed to play the game of life alone. We all think we are. We all think we're the only ones going through what we're going through. We all think that we struggle with, we're the only ones that struggle with internal belief systems and if we're good enough and not knowing the direction that we're going We all think we're the only one. You're not. Right? I've struggled with that. Fully, transparently, the plant medicine helped me work through quite a bit of that. But all these things require action. Right? As you're listening, you could pause this, go to the show notes in iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or Google Play or Alexa or wherever you're listening to this. And there'll be a link for the 10-day challenge. You watch the video, you sign up, you get indoctrinated in. But oddly enough, this is not a, a show to get you to buy something. This show about all the ways that I can't work with you. And so as we bring this back to the young man who didn't show up today, that created every excuse in the book, if I go back to all the time that I've spent with him that started March 1st, here we are, May 7th. The facts of life are we're 67 days into our time together in some capacity or another, 
And less than a third of the time has he been able to find his own rhythm and path to get him to complete very simple daily tasks. And they're not even tasks, right? I call them rituals. Because if you can't have that ritualistic nature, if you don't make these things automatic, you're kind of fighting an uphill battle all day. And so at some point, when we've attacked and went after the limiting beliefs and we spent a lot of time in early childhood trauma and we've done all these things, I have to just adhere to the fact that I might not be the best guy to help him. And I'll actually say what's on my mind. I am not the best man to help him. It doesn't mean that I'm giving up on him. It actually is quite the contrary. I believe I should introduce him to other coaches to see if someone else can help guide him in a direction that will make him feel more supported, more protected, more whatever it would be. Because in my mind at this point, it's just laziness. Right? Because I still get up at 4.45 and do all the things I know I need to do so I can be at the gym on the time that I'm committing to. And so I can't work with someone that refuses to take action. And if you refuse to take action, I, I truly feel at some point, if your life isn't working as well as you want it to, like if you're not crushing life, like if you don't have a relationship that feels truly incredible, like it's everything that you've ever wanted, if you're not producing income at a high level in a way that fulfills your soul, if your body has aches and pains and you're carrying more fat around your midsection than you ever think you should, if you don't know what all these things are for yourself, if you don't have these things dialed in, when are you going to give yourself permission to take action? And then when are you going to actually take action? I love the fact that you listen to this show. It's fantastic. Right here I am 380 some episodes into this this journey and I can see, right, I got another about 1,100 to go. A little bit more than that. It's like I give away everything I have for free. But there's going to come a distinct point in your life where you're going to have to quit consuming and start, start producing. And that won't happen if you're lazy. And maybe it's read the books that I share. Maybe that it's it's all the, all the things that, that I talk about. Maybe you're implementing some of those and maybe some of them are working. And maybe you don't need coaching. Right? That's a story in your head. I don't need to be coached. Or maybe the story is I don't have the money. Maybe the story is I don't have the time. Right? There's always a story. Which is the second type of person that I can't work with. The storyteller. The one that wants to justify away the lack of in their life. Well, you see, you don't understand, Ryan. I don't have enough money to work with a coach. Bullshit. I have something for you for 20 bucks. I have been flat broke, right? No money. I found $20. I figured out a way to get 20 bucks. And I inherently don't believe that if you're listening to this podcast through a cell phone that's in your hand, for a, through a computer that's on your desk, through the speakers in your car, that you don't have $20. What happens is you either don't believe in me and don't believe that what I've created is worth 20 bucks, which I'll have a couple hundred case studies to share with you as this wraps up, proving the fact that I've given way more than $20 worth of value. Just the resources and the PDFs and the guides that we've created are in the normal marketplace, five or $600 worth of value, right? They're standalone products that I threw into the package. 
But if it's not the $20 thing, you don't have any idea how much I'm going to charge you to work one-on-one in a group. And maybe, again, I'm not the best fit. Maybe there's someone else, but I know enough phenomenally high-caliber coaches that would be glad to help you out, glad to help you see what's possible, that if you're not willing to, to take that step, if you're telling yourself the story that I don't have enough money, can't help you. Or maybe you're like I used to be where I don't have enough time. Right? What that really says is I'm really shitty at time management. That I'm not worth an hour and 20 minutes a week for myself. That literally, I hear the story right now as you're listening, you don't get it, Ryan. I have kids. I've got a husband or a wife. I'm working two jobs. I travel an hour each way to work. I've got all this stuff going on. There is no way I could find an hour in, in my day to get help. What type of bullshit story is that? Like at what point in your life did someone tell you you weren't worth an hour of your own time? When did you hear that story and believe it? Because that's just a fucking story. Like we're all busy. How much higher could you produce? At what different level could you produce if someone sat down with their only objective being your immense success and help from an objective vantage point, objective towards your success, help you see some of the blind spots and areas for opportunity for growth. How much is that valued to you over the course of your life? Because the path that you'd be running down at this point in which you don't take action or you don't have enough time, how sustainable is that? Do you truly believe it's your life's mission here on this planet during this human iteration of of a spiritual existence that we get to, to feel? Do you believe it's your soul's purpose to work 12, 14 hours a day until you die? If that's you, I can't help you. I can't do something with that. I don't believe that to be true. I believe certainly we have to work hard, but we also have to work intelligently and we have to work hard on ourselves just as we work hard on a business, just as we have to work hard in a relationship. All of this is all encompassing. Same thing with the story of you don't understand where I come from. You don't understand what I've been through. That's also a bullshit story. I might not know the specific nature of what you've been through. I know what I've been through. I know being broke and bankrupt and having cars repossessed and not knowing how I'm going to get from point A to point B. I know what it was like to live in my car at one point. I know what it's like to scrape and claw and dig my way out of holes that I created for myself and that I would have blamed other people for. I know what it's like to walk side by side, hand in hand with people that have been sexually assaulted in massive capacities that are enough that if I were to share them out loud, it would make your stomach turn. I know what it's like to be at the highest of high, making, in my mind, 70 to 100 grand a month. Like, there's no feeling like that, but I also know what it's like to make nothing. So I do know where you're coming from. It's actually what I do. It's how I help. But if the story you tell yourself is I'm never going to know and I'm never going to understand and we're cut from a different cloth so I can't help you, then that'll be the truth. And so I can't help you if you're lazy or if you're a storyteller. It's not going to go anywhere. I also can't help you if you're not going to show up for yourself. 
right? Because there's a handful of clients that have come into my world that make a commitment. Yeah, I'm going to do all the things, right? I'm going to do the daily homework assignments. I'm going to hop on the call and be so focused. I'm going to be face-to-face with you on Zoom. I'm going to look you in the eye and we're going to have this impactful conversation. I'm going to be present. And three weeks in, we haven't had one conversation where the client's sitting down looking at me eye to eye. The homework assignments aren't done or aren't turned in. And there's no momentum. There's no, there's no forward progress. You see, I put a high value on my time because I know what I'm worth. I know the case studies that I have. I know the reps that I have. I know the books that I've read, the courses that I've taken, et cetera, et cetera. And that makes my time valuable to me. But what matters more than that is actually my integrity towards that time. And if we make a commitment to one another and then you begin to consistently break that commitment, we'll have a conversation about it. I'm okay with that. Things happen. Life is not a perfect game. It's not linear. But after the second, third, fourth time that happens, I question your commitment and most likely say we just can't continue down this path. Which is okay. Again, just not supposed to work with you. It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean that I'm right or that you're wrong or that I'm good. Or It simply means energetically this moment in time, either I sold the living daylights out of you, which I pride myself on not really doing, or things have changed in your life and you can't honor the commitment that you made to yourself, which in the back of my mind is all the reason you actually need coaching in the first place or could benefit from coaching. I don't know if anybody needs coaching. I think we all want it if we're actually honest with ourselves. Like, look, just just point blank, not, not boisterously, one man sitting in one office with an incredible support staff of really three, four, I can, I can squint and look and call it five people. I will have went from four years ago being broke to having a seven-figure business this year. I know how to market I know how to tell a story. I know how to close people. I know how to set up automation. I know how to leverage relationships. I know how to, I know how to do these things that are impactful and beneficial for every person everywhere. But I also have people that have achieved more than me helping me get to the next rung of the ladder. See, there's a point in my life where I thought $43,000 was, was it. Right? I was the king of the world. Out of college, working at a little car dealership in Mansfield, Ohio called Whitey's Auto Mall. Selling at that point, GMC, Lincoln Mercury, Honda, Chrysler, and a plethora of used cars. And I remember seeing at the end of the year the 43000 I think it was $670 was how much I made that year. And I'm like, man, I am loaded. That is... I crushed it. Man, if I could just keep keep making this much or a little bit more every year, I'm going to be set for life. That wasn't until I got around a guy named Jeremy, who's a finance manager. And we're having a conversation. Him and I were, were close friends. I'm asking him, like, what's a finance manager make? He's like, well, you know, good finance managers make a little bit more than six figures. And I'm gasping for air. I'm like, what do you mean? Explain to me how this works. And he explains to me the whole model. I'm like, no way. You work the same hours I work. You have 
more headaches, but you have your own headaches, right? They're, they're different, but they're similar. And you make two times as much as I make. I need that job. That's why I started mentoring with him, right? I didn't pay him for coaching. Him and I were friends, but he also made more money when I made more money. So it was this beautiful, beautiful relationship. And then from that standpoint, finding the GM of the store and having the same conversation saying like, no, no, you know, you make 150, 175 if you're a good GM here. Man, get out of here. I can work the same hours and have comparable headaches and I can make another 50% more than I could make as a finance manager. I need to learn from you. And so I had him teach me. Then I got bored with all that stuff, right? Like, Maybe you're bored right now. Maybe maybe you're at the 40 grand mark. Maybe you're at the 100 grand mark. Maybe you're at the 150 grand mark. Or maybe you're somewhere in between, but you're just bored. It's probably because you stop reaching for the next rung of the ladder. You're just hanging out, looking side to side, like, I don't know where to go. I get it, my friend. I've been there. Sincerely, I've been there. I was there at that same dealership in Mansfield, Ohio, where I decided to reach out and see if I could test my hands in the water of the big city of Columbus, Ohio. And trust me, coming from Mansfield to to Columbus felt like a big city. It felt gigantic. I got hired at a Mercedes-Benz store, but the part part of that whole thing that we skip over sometimes, or maybe I intentionally leave out, is in order to move to the Mercedes-Benz store, I had to become a salesperson. That's right, I had worked my way up through the ladder in a small dealership where I could make six figures, and in order for me to progress, I had to take an ego shot and move back down the ladder to the base level again. Now, granted, in Columbus, Ohio, selling Mercedes-Benz, to be able to make six figures was, in my mind, a, a predetermined destiny. And much the same, I got to the dealership. I found a mentor. He, he trained me. He educated me. I became friends with the finance manager who showed me what was going on. I became friends with the general sales manager who showed me his part. And I said, look, I raised my hand. I want to be an assistant manager. Here's what I propose. I'll help do finance when the finance guy is busy. I'll help desk deals when the desk manager is busy, general sales manager. And I'll sell cars in the meantime. And just pay me an infinitely small sliver of both sides. And so, so it was. Then, of course, once I get to that level, why wouldn't I go to the same GM, except or different GM, but GM in the store, and ask the same questions? Like, look, you're, you're running enough. You're the GM of a five-point store. Way different volume, way different everything. Could I start to learn from you? Of course. Why wouldn't he? That's been the story of my life until I got to the point in which I realized that I could pay people for their expertise in a consolidated amount of time to like put me on hyperdrive to get to where I want to get to. So it's like, man, I can, for a 10-week commitment, a 12-week commitment, a 24-week commitment, I can take years and years of learning and teaching and all the things that this person has and I can pay him for access to it and he's going to hold me accountable or she. That seems like a no-brainer to me, even when I didn't know where the money was coming from. Because I could see on the backside, if I invested in myself, there was going to be a return and quite often I got trapped in the thought of like, well, it's 20K for, for, for however long, right? We'll just say three months for 20,000 bucks. I'm scratching my head. I'm like, man, how am I going to justify this? I'm not going to make 20 grand extra in three months. 
And who knows at this point if I did or didn't make that extra money. It's impossible to know because I was living in the moment. But what I do know is the skills and habits and new tactics that I learned during that six-month window never leave me. I still use them all today. And so I'm going to use them all day, every day. And I'm, you know, 35 and plan on, you know, at least 80 now, right? Another 45 years. And I extrapolate out that skill set over the next, again, 45 years. It's really not that expensive at all, right? Less than 500 bucks a year. Come on. I just had been looking at it the wrong way. That's probably the type of person I can't work with. The person that refuses to think that things are possible for them. There has to be a sense of curiosity for a client, a sense of bewilderment, a sense that you know something is greater and you're curious about how to get to it. And so I call you a potentially a person that's a student of life where you don't ever think you have it all figured out. You're just always going out looking for new answers. But as you search for new answers, you actually implement them for long enough to see how they work into your own life. Those are the people. Because if you're not that person, the answer is going to be no. So I've interviewed conversations with people all over the globe. And while 100% of the people I've spoken to have decided it would be a good idea and it would make an impact in their life to work with me, I don't work with everybody. Which might sound elite to you. It might sound like my nose is in the air. It's more that my soul's in alignment because I know exactly who the right fits are. And maybe I miss it sometimes. Who knows? But think of even you right now. What's the value to you to actually trust your intu- intuition and realize in trusting that unseen, unknown variable that all of us talk about but nobody can define? That when you trust that variable, it's actually correct. And even in your darkest moment, there's a light inside of you that you know you can never really shut off. What's that actually worth to you? You see, all this, all these things rattled around in my head in the course of four or five minutes as I'm warming up in the gym, waiting for this guy to show up that didn't show up. That put another bullshit excuse out as to why he couldn't make it. That comes up with some story that he concocts in his head that justifies a way he doesn't have the money that he's too stressful that I don't know what he's going through. And as much as I love him and I love you, I realize at this moment he's not the right fit. The beautiful part about this, and I want to encourage you, that not being the right fit works on both sides. There's nothing wrong with stepping up and working on yourself, right? Maybe it's in the gym. Maybe you have a personal trainer and you've invested in him or her. You know that... He or she has the body that kind of looks like you want it to look and has a a walk and a charisma that you want to mimic and you think they have the the secret answers for you. You invest in them and you pay for 10 personal training sessions. And after the fourth one, the male trainer that you have puts his hand on the small of your lower back in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. Don't care if you're a man or woman listening. And your soul does that thing where your stomach turns for a second and your palms get sweaty. Man, that wasn't right. That wasn't a, hey, here, here's, your, here's your erectors. Make sure they're firing. That wasn't you know, poking the muscle in your back and saying, no, 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 you got to feel it right here. This felt different to you. It's okay to walk away. 
It's okay to say this just doesn't work. It's okay to have a voice. Same thing in a relationship, right? Maybe you're in a, in a counseling session with a relationship counselor, a relationship coach. Maybe you're going to therapy with your husband or wife. And you're giving a diligent effort. You're doing the best that you can, but there's something that feels like an unfair bias from the person you're spending time with. It's okay to say to that person that I'm not going to continue forward. We need to find a new coach. We need to find a new therapist. We need to find a new counselor. And same thing as it pertains over into business. Whether it's a business coach or whether it's a mentor inside of the business, it's not aligning with who you believe yourself to be. And not the person you are today. The person you want to become. I'm going to encourage you to stand up and say this isn't going to work going forward. That doesn't mean quit the job. That means find a new mentor or relationship. Find a new coach. Because you start consolidating down the variables. and you, you figure out what makes you feel right. And you figure out who you can't work with. When you find that. When you then own that. And you embody that in your decision making process. Every day forward. You're able to get shit done.